Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, and welcome to the Films of Color Comedy Club podcast. That's right, it's fucking up, baby. I'm your host, Kima Bob, and you are now tuned in to an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who are not cis men. It's an opportunity to hear dope comedy from lovely comedians and get to know them a bit better. Now, this was recorded the weekend before the Queen's funeral, and there was like a general weirdness in the air. Also, in London, just billboards everywhere um and i just wanted to know how other people were feeling because uh, there was a confusion palpable people didn't know what to say what to do i felt a little on edge even asking the questions i asked um but luckily i was joined by aisha amanduri ferris sharp and emily bampton who helped navigate the tricky waters um and also we started off by talking about the monarchy and then it just really got into the uh, intricacies uh, and specificities of everyone's body hair and I had a lot of fun with that I'm not even gonna lie to you but first let's kick it off with a moment that was fucking incredible so this week um I went to my first uh, folk song circle that sounds cockastic <laughs> Oh, it was. Um, I was meeting up with a friend and they were like, oh, my, my friends do this song circle thing like every other Monday. Song do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, like I love singing. I do improv. We do like musical singing. I have like mm. a passable vocal ability. And I was like, sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I okay. backed myself. Go, go for it. <laughs> All right. with the high note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was me auditioning for the song oh, circle. <laughs> Um, and yeah, they were like, oh, it's, it's like folk, but you can do whatever you want. And I was like, cool. I, I genuinely didn't even consider what folk music is. Mm. And I got there and just more and more white people came in. And I was like, oh. And then one, one South Asian man came in. And I was like, he got, Ooh. got get outed. He got out. <laughs> so then uh, I was like, oh, wow. And then the, the first kind of guy starts singing, and I'm like, oh, this is like folk. This is not like Mumford and Sons. This is mm. like, there was a fisherman wench, la la. Like, it's really like- a, I love the union. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and the, all the miners died. Like, that's, uh, that's what it was. And they were like long songs. And I turned to my friend and I was like, so what is the definition of folk? And they, they said, oh, it's like a song that tells a story. Mm. Um, and it's going around the circle. And they were like, you can skip. I was like, I'm not fucking skipping. I've got to come up with something. I got and, a story. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it gets to me the first time. And I'm like, I'll do a Tracy Chapman song. Mm. The best storyteller. Mm. And then it goes around again. And I'm like, I think. And I smashed it, by the way, the Tracy Chapman song. <laughs> um, and then it goes around again. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what else to do. And then I remembered in the back of my brain, when I was 14, I wore a very angsty blues song. Yeah. Called Let Me Sleep. Yeah. <laughs> In apparently the structure of folk, 
So I was like, um, guys, like, I'm going to do blues because that's like black folk, right? And they were like, yeah. And I did this song and people got up and danced. And they were like, you should come back every week. And I was like, oh my God. And they were like, where did you find that song? And I was like, I wrote it. Oh, an original composition. Wow. Wow. Gorgeous audience of 21 Soho, please put your phones down and put your hands together as you welcome to the stage your host for the evening, Kima Bob! My name is Kima Bob. I'm your host for the evening, and welcome to the Fuck It Up Comedy Club! Yeah! So, in case you don't know, what this is, it is the Fems of Color Comedy Club. It is an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who are not cis men! I think it's pretty sick. Like, you know, cis men belong in comedy, just not here. You know, I mean, not in this space, not in my house. There's a lot going on uh, in the world at the moment. Uh, a lady died <laughs> recently, and um, everyone cares. And Deliveroo cares. <laughs> McDonald's cares. I was on Deliveroo, and it was, like, in memory of Her Majesty, and I was like, ooh, is this what she would have wanted? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, if I die, I would just, like, food delivery to stay out of it. <laughs> Don't mention it. Uh, could you imagine Deliveroo would be like, she was a loyal customer. <laughs> no, it's absolute madness. Um, I actually don't know a lot about the royal family. I'm from Texas, personally. I've been here for about six years, and I've refused to educate myself. Um, I just think it's very fun to ignore them. Um, and <laughs> I was just wondering if you guys could educate me a little bit. And I mean, talk to me like I'm five, because essentially when it comes to those people, I am. Um, my understanding is we love Diana. Is that the consensus? We love Diana. Um, kind of indifferent about the rest of them. Is that... Stay away from stay away from Prince Andrew. I learned I learned a bit about that because um, he doesn't sweat. Yeah, he was saying something about he doesn't sweat because they were like you you're a pedophile because you sweat and he was like I don't sweat I just go to Pizza Express and Woking is what is his whole thing so he loves pizza and young people um, that's fun how how did we get how did we get Camilla. How did Camilla come to be? Does anyone have any intel, any tea to spill? I, 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 don't, I don't understand. So he was married to Diana, and then did he do, like, a cheaty? Or was he like, there was a cheaty? Okay, because it seems a little muddy to me. Okay, but why would you do that to our girl? <laughs> he was dating Camilla's sister first? Diana's sister? Are you kidding me? He was dating, he was dating her sister. What? Her older, oh, of course it was her older sister. Was he, he's, he's gonna be like, how, how old was he when they met? Wait, don't talk to her, talk to me, girl. I need to know, she's aware. Wait. 
She's like 15 when they met. So he's dating her sister. He comes over for dinner and he's like, hmm, actually, you, woman who's my age, too old. That's so weird. Oh, and he's like the king now. That's so gross. Have you guys seen the clip about him freaking out about a pen? Yeah. <laughs> ah, the man who runs your country can't use pens. That's embarrassing. I feel like I feel like having a king is like just kind of cringe actually. Like having like a royal leader like all around is like gross. But I feel like when it's like a queen, you could be like, yes, women in positions or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? You could be like, okay, girl, slay. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that's like a queen is kind of fun, but a king, it just feels very like medieval. Like I should give him a patch of land or something. Or I should get like one of those haircuts that monks used to have where they're like bald in the middle, but have that little bowl cut. Like that's what a king makes me feel. It feels like, like, like I'm a serf or something. You know, it just, it feels like it shouldn't be happening, but it is. And that's fun. <laughs> that's very exciting. Um, any more tea about them? I literally, okay, so Andrew and um, Charlie, they're brothers. Andy and Char Char, that's fun. I like to give um, terrifying people nicknames because I feel like it just takes it out. Like when you call the um, pandemic like the panty D, do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm trying to do that for the cost of living crisis, but it's hard. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, we're in a cult. We're in a C-O-L-C, dog. <laughs> we're in a cost of living. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like I might go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Let's just, a moment of silence for our girl. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so fun. Um, I'm going to bring the first comic to the stage. She's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I am a big fan, and I think you will be too. Uh, as we welcome to the stage, the incredible Aisha Manduri! Hello! Oh my God, I'm so happy to be here. Ding dong, the queen is dead. Uh, oh, strong start, love that. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here in this country. I love this rainy fascist island, it's my favorite. It's so cute, I love it. Uh, and, <laughs> um, and it is getting quite fascist, isn't it, right? Liz Truss, uh, love her, so cute. <laughs> Do we think that Liz killed the queen? Do we think that? Yeah. I think that Liz killed Liz, yeah. There can only be one Liz, obviously. Uh, and it's such a shame because we almost had two girl bosses in power, right? Uh, so close, and now we have a king. Ugh. What are we, in the medieval times? Ew, gross. What am I, supposed to give him doubloons? Am I gonna get stoned to death for being a wench? Ugh, I hate it. Nah, I think what I'm trying to say is that I only support the monarchy if, um, if it's girl bosses in power, you know? Much like Beyonce, hashtag feminists her way into uh, employing underage girls in sweatshops. <laughs> I think um, we should girl boss our way into fascism, you know? <laughs> If it was Mussolini instead of Mussolini, 
I'm telling you, Italy would have still been openly totalitarian, so that would have been better. Unlike the UK, you know, thinly veiled police state. Love it. So cute. <laughs> Liz Truss. Love her. <laughs> I, too, am very concerned about the amount of cheese that we export from this country. You know, it's too much cheese. But as much as I love Red Leicester, that's not the reason why I came to this country. It's not. I came to steal jobs. I'm just kidding. I don't want to work. Are you joking? <laughs> I came here for the rain. And for old men to call me exotic in pubs. Obviously. And they do love telling me that as well. They always let you know, don't they? They're always just like, you look different. Cheers, I've never seen a mirror before. <laughs> it's, it's funny, it happens everywhere. I was in Margate the other day um, and someone shouted at me, Konnichiwa! I don't know Japanese, I don't know what to say. I just shouted back, hentai! <laughs> That's the only Japanese I know, you know? It is what it is, but it's fine though, because you know what? I actually think that old white men are exotic too. They're so cute. Uh, we don't agree? Uh, have you guys seen the ones with the big bellies? Ah, oh, so cute. It makes them look pregnant. It's so adorable. I love it. Mm. It makes me feel maternal. So cute. There's also the ones that say things to you. They speak. Did you know? <laughs> I was in a pub the other day, one of those pubs that's called like the Queen's Discharge or like <laughs> the Prince of Pedophilia, one of those, you know, one of those. And it was so adorable how one of the old white men, he like came up to me and like hit on me when he was that ugly. <laughs> so brave. My dad was nice to me. I don't need your company. Thank you so much though. <laughs> So nice of you. Mm, shoo. Go watch Millwall or something. I don't know. Is that what old white men do, sir? Yeah? Okay. Ugh, it's annoying. I don't know. Speaking of um, parents and fathers, daddies. Um, I don't know why I said it in that voice. It just makes people uncomfortable, and I quite like that. You know? Or like, daddy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Oh, yeah? No, okay, stop it. <laughs> um, I was visiting family recently um, <laughs> um, for a religious holiday. Um, not Easter, Ramadan. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, bitches. <laughs> She's Muslim. Yeah, I know. I, d I don't look Muslim. Um, it's because I'm from Kazakhstan. Are we gonna pretend <laughs> like you guys aren't just thinking about Borat right now huh just wondering why I'm not some middle-aged Jewish man typical Kazakhstan is a real place it's one of those places that just kind of been colonized by everywhere you know it's a nice that horrible Borat impression is the reason why my ancestors are rolling around in their graves Worse than when I fuck a white guy, which is unfortunately quite often. They're just around. What are you going to do? Not fuck them? Oh, that seems difficult. You know? 
But Kazakhstan is one of those places that's just been colonized by everywhere, you know, by the Turks, by the Russians. So essentially, we're just kind of Muslims who drink vodka. Yeah, we're Muslim kind of in the same way that you lot are Christian in this country, which is just for like bank holidays, right? Yeah, casual, casual, you know. But I thought, I thought I might as well try to be a better Muslim. I thought I would participate in Ramadan. Has anyone done Ramadan here before? Yeah, okay. And you know it's not just about fasting, right? It's a whole ritual, right? So apparently I was doing it wrong. Apparently it is cheating if you're breaking your fast with cum, which nobody told me. <laughs> Did you guys know? <laughs> it's halal. <laughs> it's halal if he's Muslim. <laughs> Which, I'm not sure that he was Muslim. <laughs> he was circumcised. And at that point, I just kind of assumed, you know, there's not a lot of circumcision that happens in this country. There's a lot of extra foreskin in this front row, you know. Especially you, sir. You seem like you have a lot of foreskin. Yeah, do you? Okay, are you guys together? No? Okay. Well, have you ever had anyone try to blow the extra foreskin into a balloon? No? Okay. Apparently they don't like it when you try to blow an animal balloon out of their foreskin, whatever. It's called a blowjob! Ugh, whatever. Um, I am obviously an aspiring hoe, I don't know if you guys could tell. <laughs> And it's, it's fine, you know, trying to get a dick in the summer, but it's difficult in the wintertime, you know? It's cuffing season. Do we know what that is? Yeah, it's basically when you're horny and cold at the same time. So you need someone to hug you on the inside and on the outside, yeah. And I tried to do this thing where, which I thought was sexy, to configure a, a, a cuffing mate, you know? Um, which was I went to the hookup without wearing underwear, um, and I was wearing a skirt as well. Um, not this one. Um, imagine if I wasn't wearing underwear. No, <laughs> okay. Um, but, <laughs> so I thought this would definitely secure a cuffing mate, right? Um, it's a very sexy thing to do, right? Sir with extra foreskin, you don't agree? <laughs> yeah, okay, 100%. Um, but you know how it gets so cold in the winter time that when you go, you can kind of see extra, the, the vapors in the air? Yeah. My vagine did the same thing. It's not that sexy after all. Mm -mm. It looked like a little ghost was coming out of my coochie. Which is ironic because he did ghost me afterwards. Yeah. It made me sad. I did a lot of office bathroom crying. Um, but as I said on my CV, I am very efficient. Um, I like to pee and cry at the same time. You know, um, I also like to do that thing where you like grab the loo roll and dab your tears and wipe and flush. Cause save the environment, you know. But I had to stop doing that cause someone went down on me and told me that I tasted like a packet of salt and vinegar crisps, which is, I told him it was halal, you know. Don't you know, Asian coochie tastes like MSG, duh. Thank you, you guys, bye. Oh my 
There's even wing flapping happening over there. That was exciting. That was really cool. Uh, you guys good? You seem good? Yeah? Um, okay, so recently, I, I, just did, I just did some first aid training, okay? Because um, I'm not sure if anyone's mentioned it yet, but someone kind of important just died, okay? So I think we can all agree that that was her way of saying, refresh your Red Cross qualifications. Um, <laughs> So I did, um, and I went to first aid training, and I learned something, okay, did you know that in the pandemic, they changed CPR? Yes, nods, okay? Those of you who didn't know this, it's lucky I brought it up, okay? <laughs> so basically, um, they changed it. You're not supposed to give mouth-to-mouth -mouth anymore because of the risk, right? So now, if you find someone, because of COVID risk, right? Because, so now, if you find someone unresponsive on the floor, what you're supposed to do is pretend you didn't see them, yes. <laughs> It's a lot safer. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I, I actually learned a lot about medical procedures in the, in the pandemic. I had to have um, a few uh, virtual GP appointments. Did any of you guys have to do this? Video call, doctor's appointments. Somebody shook their head like, I'm very healthy. Okay, um, so, so I was on this video call with my doctor, okay? And I, I was worried about my eye. And she was like, okay, Farah, um, what I need you to do, I just need you, I just need you to just flip your eyelid inside out with a teaspoon. <laughs> Have some of you done this before? I, obviously, I did not do it, okay? Um, not because I couldn't, uh, but more because I was scared of what she was going to ask me to do next. <laughs> I could see her eyeing up my cutlery drawer in a very stressful way. And, and I really think that if your doctor ever asks you to do something yourself remotely, you should never do it, okay? You should never do it because, because I think it's them like basically testing to see what you can do yourself and then they won't do it for you next time. It's true, guys. It's, it's like, you know, when you were a child and then you like assembled your first ever bowl of cereal and that was the end of breakfast a la carte for the rest of your life. <laughs> don't do it, guys, don't do it. Um, I, <laughs> I don't like in-person doctor's appointments either. Um, I recently had to have um, like a gynecology smear test type of, you know the ones where your legs are in stirrups, yellow guys, the ones where your legs are in stirrups and they're having a little rummage. And so I was in this position, right, my legs are up. The doctor, okay, as he leant over me between my legs, his lanyard with his NHS card. <laughs> it swung in, guys. It swung in, okay? I didn't know what to do. It was incredibly stressful. Um, whole new meaning to entry card. Oh, it, it was so bad. I didn't know. Honestly, it was terrifying. I, normally, he puts it in from behind, you see. Um, <laughs> um, no, obviously, it could have been worse. Um, could have sort of asked me to do it myself with a fork on a video call. Um, so I dodged a bullet there. I know at this point in my set, it sounds like I hate healthcare, okay? I just want to clarify that I don't. <laughs> um, actually, as a child, I had open heart surgery. Oh my God, it got serious. Did she make it? Yes! <laughs> it's fine, guys. I made it. Um, so I, I had open heart surgery. Basically, I... I I like to think of it as like my heart just trying to save me a bit of time, right? Because basically what the problem was, I was born with a hole in my heart, okay? So blood going where it wasn't supposed to go. I think it was trying to save me time because did you know if you measured like the time taken for blood to go from the heart to the lungs and back to the heart again, if you measured that and you took it out, it would actually save you the trouble of living the rest of your life. 
It's a massive time saver, guys. It really is. It's a good one. Um, anyway, so now, um, as a result of, of heart surgery, I, I, have, um, I have a scar down my chest. Um, it's in the shape of an exclamation mark. Fun. I, I love it. I think it's cool. Some people hate punctuation here. Okay. I... <laughs> I, I really like it. I, I think it's fun. I, I, feel like it, I feel like it takes my chest from, like, boobs to... Boobs! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Alarmed boobs. I, I love it. I, I think it's really good. Honestly, it really doesn't bother me having a scar down my chest. It's not, it's not something that bothers me. I, I'm half Arab, so the chest hair means you can hardly see it. Um, it's really not a big deal. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm half English and half Egyptian. Okay? Um, some people wooed that. Um, it... Yeah, it's exciting. Um, <laughs> I, it, but basically, half English, half Egyptian. It means I was brought up with this sort of very culturally diverse approach to the word mummy. <laughs> oh, that one got me disowned. Okay, so I... Um, so, no, it, it's, it's hard. I'm not, I'm not a very good half Egyptian. Like, I, I don't speak Arabic. Like, I, I, I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty rubbish Egyptian. The most Egyptian thing I've ever done is, like, join a pyramid scheme. Um... <laughs> It's so bad. I, it's hard. It's hard being mixed race, okay, guys? Because I, I always find, I feel, like, different to, like, my, my English friends. I always feel, like, not Arab enough for my Arab side. I feel like I am, like, the blandest falafel, you know? Like, just, like, covered in sun cream. Like, ugh, gross. No one wants that. And, and it's tough. Like, it's tough because my parents, they have, like, very different sort of life experiences and, like, realms of understanding that they can help me with. So... As I've previously said, guys, I'm a very hairy lady, okay? Um, sort of levels, imagine... I, I, I'm so hairy that when I'm naked, I could be considered decent for public spaces. There's a lot of stuff going on, okay? So as I was growing up, there was a point where I, I went to my mum, okay? And I was like, mum, you know, how do I, how do I deal with this? Okay, my mum is the, the English one, okay? She is a blonde English lady, Okay? She was so ill-equipped to help me with my Arab hair. She'd been brought up on fairy dust, and I was there just, like, sprouting spines. She couldn't... She had useless advice. Nothing useful that she could have told me, honestly. I would have got more useful advice asking my cat how to put in a tampon, honestly. Like, at least cats, like, chase string and stuff. So, um... So... <laughs> I, I went to my mum and she was like, okay, Farah, if you want to, like, shave your legs or whatever, you can. But all you need to do, you only need to shave up to the knee. There's no need to go any higher. Okay, there's already laughter from people in this room who have dark hair. Okay, so... I don't know if she did this as a joke, okay? But I obediently listened to her, okay? Which essentially means that I lived out my teenage years wearing a pair of knee-length hair shorts, okay? <laughs> it was not a good look. <laughs> Obviously, now I know how incredibly weird that would look. Um, now I make sure um, to balance it out by weaving my chest hair into a crop top to match. Um, just balance out the look a bit. Um, <laughs> stressful, stressful. I, um, I may as well, I'm going to end on just like, I may as well complete the sort of medical profile that I've given you of myself so far. So I also have really bad anxiety, okay, guys? And um, it's quite hard to relate to um, for some people if you've never experienced anxiety before. And particularly, the, like, the most difficult thing that people find to get their head around is panic attacks, okay? So I sometimes suffer from panic attacks. If you've never had one before, basically what a panic attack is... It's like, um, it's like the evil twin of an orgasm, right? <laughs> because, because from the outside, 
they look the same. <laughs> they do. Sweating, heavy breathing, increased heart rate, maybe a breathy scream, you know? Everyone around you looks alarmed. It's, it's the same. They're the same. But did you know that both um, panic attacks and orgasms, both of them can be triggered by a rogue lanyard in a doctor's appointment? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you have been such a lovely audience. Thank you so much. Welcome to the stage, Emily Bampton! Hello! Absolute pleasure to be here. Give it up for Kima Bob. Uh, yeah, it's so fab to be here. So my name's, my name's Emily. Uh, I live at home with my, with my mum, who is black, and my dad, who is um, uh, part of the problem. Uh, anybody else live with their parents? Give me a whoop. You don't have to give me... You can give me a, a cry if you would. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is the sound of a celibacy and saving money. Uh, I have been... Uh, I've been celibate for about three years. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing a fun game of... Um, is it uh, my personality or the pandemic? <laughs> We're out of the pandemic now, mostly, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm a proud bisexual woman, so I've dated a range of people from tall, skinny white men with glasses all the way to short, skinny white men with glasses. <laughs> it's, not even, like, it's not even a physical thing. It's just I can only come if I know it's going to be spoken about on a podcast afterwards. <laughs> but I don't want to exist there anymore. I, I've recently been referring to, to myself as the queen of boundaries. Trying to get some boundaries in place. Got two therapists at the moment. <laughs> The first one was like, I think you need a second. <laughs> uh, so yeah, queen of boundaries. I'm not putting up with that kind of thing anymore. Uh, I also had uh, the one that got away uh, come back into my life recently. And I was very keen to like be the queen of boundaries and, um, and like take it, you know, take it kind of slow and like make sure it was good for me. And, and uh, we'd been like on again, off again for a couple like years. And uh, he sort of announced, he was a tall skinny white man with glasses, so like treat yourself. Um, uh, but yeah, he sort of announced he was, he was moving back uh, uh, to London, uh, which is a fuckable distance from where I live in a, a well, dateable distance really. Cause we're trying to, we're trying to, trying to, have good relationship, dateable, DD, dateable distance from me and Oxford. Um, and we were talking for a couple months. And I was like, Queen of Boundaries, I'll wait. I'll wait until he gets here. And then like, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll sort of know what the kind of vibe is. And, and we meet up for the first time. I've seen him in uh, three years. Uh, and he is wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> Some might say. Uh, that uh, is a red flag for not a romantic vibe. Uh, I was like queen of boundaries though I'll arts him I'll arts him I'll be upfront about the cargo shots I'll arts him what's going on um, so I was like you know why are you wearing the sort of leg equivalent of a fanny pack with just like a larger fabric to body ratio why are you trying to become a Swiss army knife instead of just putting one in a jeans pocket uh, and he was like oh it's hot and they're the only shorts I have this was during the heat wave do you remember in July when everything was melting and it was very Difficult if you're British, yes? It was then. Um, and so I was like, okay, queen of boundaries, arts. I got an answer. Well, we're vibing. And like, so we hang out and I like, we, we're kind of vibing, but I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what the vibe is, you know? 
So I'm like, queen of boundaries. I'm going to come out straight away, super up front after four pints. Just art chuck super up front after four pints. Uh, I'm going to queen of boundaries. Queen of boundaries is going to ask him what's going on. And I say, like, you know, what's, what's the vibe? Because, like, you know, I really like you. And we've been talking for all this time. And we've really connected emotionally. And you're a huge part of my life again. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I really like you. But, um, like, I'd only want to be fuck buddies. That is an ally. <laughs> Thank you. Which I was like, queen of boundaries. Uh, that's a little fucked up. Uh, to lead someone on for four months. But uh, I was like, okay, uh, I'm not going to do that. Queen of boundaries, not going to do that. I am going to just be friends. He's like, let's be friends. I'm like, yeah, let's be friends. Super platonic, cool. Had four pints and he's like, why don't you come back to mine? Because we're both super drunk and that would be safe. Queen of safety, queen of boundaries. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yes, I will come back to your tiny, warm studio apartment for my safety. Uh, and uh, we get there and we get into bed together and he's, like, he's lying next to me and, and we don't touch each other queen of boundaries, he's right there <laughs> so after 45 minutes I wake him up and say I'm so horny I think I'm going to die <laughs> Queen of communication! You have to communicate to be the queen of boundaries. Uh, and he's like, I think platonic friend. Uh, this might mess up our platonic friendship. And so we proceed to have a 45-minute conversation about the various implications of that queen of boundaries, both of us at this point. Um, uh, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't think we'll have a very good friendship uh, if I have to go and have a wank in your like, fluorescently lit toilet. I don't think that's how we start a good friendship. And he's like, okay. So, queen of boundaries. It is uh, the hottest day of the year so far. I have a post-COVID Tickle, cough. I'm having sex for the first time in three years and the first time having drunk sex ever. The next bit isn't a joke, it's just what happened. I was like, my, I was like really enthusiastic, four months of buildup, super attracted, and my saliva glands were like, here are my boundaries. Peace out. And my head was like, it's blowjob time. <laughs> it was not. It should not have been. Uh, so I haven't found a good analogy, but you know when you have a dry mouth and you put an ice cube in it and it sticks to the side of your mouth? <laughs> that is what happened. I also heard the words... If you keep doing that, you will break it. <laughs> not once. Not twice. But thrice. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we're, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> I did queer speed dating last night and I invited like three people here. And then I told that story. <laughs> That's how hot I think I am. Thank you very much. I've been Emily Bampton. Please welcome back your host, Kima Bob. <laughs>
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's me, Kima B, letting you know that if you like listening to us fuck it up in your house, if you like listening to us fuck it up in your car or on your train, you will absolutely love being in the room where it happens. We usually record our episodes in London in front of a live audience. And let me tell you, it's one of the most beautiful audiences I've ever seen. And I would love for you to join us. For more info, check out Fuck It Up Comedy on Insta or Twitter or go to fuckituppcomedy.com. Please welcome back to the stage, Farrah Sharp, Emily Belton, and Asha Mathuri. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Grab a chair, grab a microphone. Oh, gang, um, thanks for being here, and thanks for sharing like your time, your talent, your energy with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for um, having us. Oh my God, share the Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> uh, you guys look super gorgeous as well. I feel like we're doing like, I feel like we could be like a hair chart. Right, you know what I mean? Well, it's like it's like wavy, curly. It's a very fun time, uh, but we are missing 4C representation, and I think that should be noted. Um, uh, guys, uh, royal death. I have a question. It's two pronged. How do you feel about it, and how do your parents feel about it? Because I feel like how people, like how older generations, will, do you know what I mean? It's a little different. Well, anyway, ooh, and we got some white parents in the mix. This is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyone, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, whoever wants to say words can say words. Go for it, Emily. Uh, I feel like, mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Kill them all. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't or, want to say no, it. Or maybe don't, like, or just abolish the monarchy. You don't actually have to kill anybody. My pa- yeah, I was like, <laughs> we're jumping to murder. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> now... Because the thing is... Reparation. Yeah, well, you know, well, I think they'll be more useful financially, right? Yeah. Because how much is a life worth? Um, (laughs) A whole bank holiday, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Canceling all sorts of shit. No food banks. Yeah, yeah, surgeries, everything, you know. It's insane. 
weird. It's very weird. Like, it's really weird because it's like, do you think that she would want this? Like, if you're a person that cares about what she would want, do you think this is it? Like, Deliveroo being like, in memory of Her Majesty, is that what she wants? Mm. Uh, who knows? She was, a, she was a funny old gal. Uh, <laughs> her version of a prank. <laughs> yeah, do you know, she's like, ah, ha, ha, she's actually not dead. I'm the queen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, how do, how do your parents feel about it? My parents are very, um, I don't know about your white parents, but my, my white <laughs> parent is very invested in not crossing me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or angering me in any capacity to cause some kind of back and forward oh. about politics. Uh, so he's been quite quiet. How are yours doing? I, I personally haven't spoken to them. About, I mean, okay, so on the day that the Queen died, mm. my mum texted into our family WhatsApp group, like, the Queen has died. My mum did the same! That, I don't know if she thought I don't have access to the news or something, and she, <laughs> she was the one that had to break it to me. But then I don't know whether she enjoyed my response because I was like, oh, cool, I get to have a night in. My gig's cancelled. <laughs> um, so we didn't speak about it again after that. It's mm. a weird, my nana called me. My nana in Texas called me before, like a few hours before the like, announcement of the death. And uh, I'd just woken up from a nap. It was mm. around 4 p.m. freelance. <laughs> um, yeah, I woke up from a nap and I got a call from my nana and she was like, hey. And I was like, who died? And I thought it was going to be someone related to me that I would care about. Um, and she was like, hey, I heard about you guys as queen. Um, and I had a similar response, which was like, yep. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you haven't been there? You haven't lived there long enough to care? And I was like, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> but what about, what about you? Because, like, the thing is, that I didn't speak to my parents about it. I did get a text from my, mom, from my mom on WhatsApp. She was just like, your queen died. Such you want a to useful chat? news source, yeah, isn't it? Right? <laughs> what would I do without the, you know, family WhatsApp? It's yeah. the best source of news, to be honest. But, yeah, I didn't really talk to them about it. It was just, they, they, she messaged that, and then I think she just used it as an excuse to be like, hey, do you want to do a video? call it's been a month so, <laughs> just where, there. where are your parents at um in the u.s in maryland actually yeah. oh did you grow up in maryland no i didn't <laughs> i feel like what is your tale can you tell me oh, would you mind telling us a long story, time? Yay! Yay! story time so your this actually happened origin. to me in a bar once where i t i tried to tell my story to a guy who was hitting on me and my sister <laughs> um and i i mentioned that i was from kazakhstan and turkmenistan and he completely flipped out and then he was just like you know i just wanted to have a nice conversation you didn't have to like lie to me about a made-up country <laughs> Turkmenistan, like I believe that exists. <laughs> Which is my basically, I was born in uh, Czech Republic in Prague. I went to an international school. Ew, boo. Um, and then um, when I moved to the UK, my parents moved to the US. So now okay. all of my siblings are very American. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm still here, and I sound American. So there's that. What an exciting time. I mean, get mm. some voiceover work. They fucking love it. Mm. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. I, I asked about how your parents feel because, like, I feel like there's a kind of, like, generational divide. Um, but also, I think you just don't know who gives a fuck. And I feel like at the moment, we're all kind of, like, being like, <laughs> like, do you care? It's like, oh, you do. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, respect, respect. Yeah, yeah, 
I'll, I'll hail that. Do you Sometimes I mean? they come out the woodwork and you're like joking about it together and then they're like, but I am going to go and pay my respects. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Sneak attack, respects, okay. <laughs> they're like, but I will wait in that queue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it about her? Is it about the queue? What do they really want? Um, uh, is it called being a Republican? To not want a monarchy. To not want, because yeah. you want a republic. Indeed. And then you're like a monarchist when you do. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot this of words. Huge. It's weird, because like, here a republican is like not an asshole, but in America, a republican is an asshole, and it's just a lot. It feels like fries and crisps and chips all over again. <laughs> like, what is, that, what is going on? Yeah, it's a it's a really weird one. What are you guys going to do with the extra free time? Did you get any, like, work cancelled or anything? Well, I'll be going to pay my respects. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Oh, be you never know! Oh, you don't. That's surprising. <laughs> no, I lost work. I'm just going to have a day of chilling. Yeah. Mm, I love it. That's what she would have wanted. She would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'm going to trim my pubes. That's what I'm going to do. That's nice to do. Um, while we're on the subject, um, how, <laughs> how, how frequently are we attending? So, you know what? That? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me about my pubes. I am. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. recently, I've been seeing someone. Um, and it's been fun. Ooh. But um, right. I've been wanting to trim my pubes into a heart for the longest time. Wow. It's difficult. Has wow. anyone tried it? Yeah, it's Have difficult. Have you uh, given it some goes? Have you had some failed attempts? Yeah, but it kind of looks like Mickey Mouse now. <laughs> it looks pretty hey, bad. Really that's a, that's that. a fuckable mouse. Yeah, mm, As that's mice true. Go. Mm. <laughs> the way he'd be whistling. <laughs> oh, back in the day, racist <laughs> on those boats. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely insane. Um, I think it, this is an appropriate time to kind of um, shift into um, pubes. Yeah. Um, pits and pubes, I think. Um, what, is, what is the policy, pits and pubes-wise? I'm a kind of... Uh, I like to do a trim. I refuse to shave uh, because I'm an adult. And I like the... I like a little 70s vibe, like... Nah, 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 nah. Um, yeah, so I go for a trim, I let it grow until I'm like, this is wrong. And then... Like, <laughs> go back in, start again. Yeah. And that's, that's my pit policy and my pube policy. Uh, if you care to share, I'm very interested in what's happening. So, I mean, so personally for me, my mum started... She ha- we have a we have a wax woman. Oh, like a family wax a woman. A family wax That's woman. Who you go to. A, wa- a waxing wench who comes mm. <laughs> who comes to the house. What? <laughs> what? She comes to the house. Is this she normal? Comes to the house. Is this not normal? Sorry. Wait, a family uh, event. You're like, oh, it's nearly waxing day. The neighbors come round to get waxed as well. Yeah, look at community wax. My mum, like, they have like a local group chat. Yeah, this is a whole thing, and it's been happening. For years, um, literally since I hit pu- before I hit puberty. This is incredible. Yeah, my mum's um, known this woman for so long that my earliest memory is being carried up in a car seat to a salon to watch my mum get waxed. That's hilarious. And so she she's been coming to to wax us and the whole local village yeah. um, for years. So when I hit puberty and started having hair, my mum was like, "Well, you can." So I've been having not the whole thing, but just the sides and yeah, my armpits bit. done for all of my post-pubescent life. This so, is so exciting. <laughs> yes. So the hair's very, like, chill. It's, yeah. it's the opposite of what I think you have going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I I epilate every so often. I'm also an anti-shaver. But yeah, we have a we have a waxing wench. Wow, and do you go for waxing the pits as well? I yeah, occasionally. It's like when I so over lockdown, I let it build up so long that I actually couldn't epilate it myself. And I I like it's so thin the hair, but I almost cried. I was like, I need to see Sam. Bring me Sam, and Sam appeared. Sam, please. Sam, the, Sam, the, wench. Waxing, the waxing, waxing wench. Waxing okay. I'm going to do it, and you might say this is about 30 seconds too late. What is epilate? <laughs> oh, okay. I was about to call you up on the whole epilate. I don't it have the a, pain threshold it was for a while ago. But it was a while ago that you said it, and I was like, I'm just going to let it happen. And I was like, no. I was like, no, Kima. You need to stand in the bridge for the people who don't use words that have that many syllables. <laughs> If you've waxed before, I've, if you're a regular waxer, yeah. if you've had it thrust upon you in your culture as I have, yeah. um, then epilating is kind of just the dry next step. So it's a machine with loads of little tweezers yeah. um, and you turn it on and it goes round, kind of like a chainsaw. Like it's like a little wheel of death. A little, like, oh, you, you know waxing's painful? Let's slow that down and do it one yeah. at a time. It has two speeds. <laughs> It has mine has two speeds. Quite, 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 like like a sort of hungry. Why would you or something? <laughs> now what? it feels like I don't know the word because I love myself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fucking horrible. Jesus Christ! I love it. It's so convenient. It, it can go in the shower with you. Oh it doesn't hurt for me, but I do understand that for some people. Do you want? I feel like. Do you want to share? No, well, I I don't know if I have anything else to say. <laughs> it sounds like you have trauma with uh, it. Uh, it's just, it's just why make the pain? It's, it's okay. There's a lot to be removed for me. It's like, and it's so time consuming to do it one hair at a time. Like I'd be there for a year epilating my entire body. <laughs> it, has, it has multiple tweezers for the record. That that yeah. epilator has it's not one, one, one hair at a time. Uh, okay, okay. So there's like four hairs fight, at a time. Fight, <laughs> fight, fight. <laughs> I love it. That's absolutely insane. Um, pe- I do have an epilator. <laughs> It's like I'm epilating as well. Wow. Um, what was your pit and pube policy, if you don't mind? Um, it's it's sort of just generally. Um, I don't remember to do anything about it because there's just too much time. It's it's a very time-consuming activity for me. Yeah. Um, and so I just don't do anything, and then suddenly I'll be like, "Who am I?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I trim it back with some hedge trimmers, and and then I remember. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> if you needed hedge trimmers, you'd have much bigger pants. <laughs> I recently hedge trimmed. <laughs> For the record of the podcast, Farah is wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to go wide leg at least. Yeah. yeah. With, with room in the thigh. Bell bottom. Oh, I like. I, I don't know why. Like this summer, I was really rocking the like pubes out of the side of the swimsuit. And I don't know why. It just feels so hot. Like, I'm like, this is fucking sexy. And I'm like, it if is. you're not fucking grown up, you need not apply. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, this is it, baby. Just crawling out the sides. I fucking love it. <laughs> Ooh, so I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot thinking, of, <laughs> thinking about my own inner thighs. I'm just like, mm, y'all should have seen it. It was sick. <laughs> It's so funny because I told them we were going to talk about the monarchy and then I just asked them about their peers. <laughs> this is an absolutely insane environment. I actually did, in honor of the queen, yeah. trim my pubes into just the queen. Nice yeah, 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 yeah. Into, <laughs> into the crown. Into the queen's yeah. head. Into, <laughs> into the queen's like, head, yeah. Into the crowns. Out of honor. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look, you don't know what she would have wanted and now it's too late for her I to I think tell this is what us. she would have wanted. She can't say yeah. anything else, yeah. So mm. You can justify anything that way, I feel. I think it so. is what she would have wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh mm. my gosh, absolutely insane. Do you think the queen um, trims her pubes? 
That's Tri- tef- trimmed. That's respect. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's use the past tense. Um, I feel like she probably would have been an avid. I, I think she would have been on the wax train for some reason. Mm. I feel like she would have been like, let's say it has to be clean or something she, like she that. She has a wax wench. She had a wax she, wench. Yeah, a thousand yeah. percent. Multiple, probably. Witches. Although she's white, she she doesn't have hair. No. no. She has no. a lot of what do you think? What do you think of white people are doing? <laughs> do you think that they are the background that doesn't grow pubes? Yeah, I think so. Come on, you've been <laughs> fucking them. You gotta know. <laughs> oh, oh, we don't have time to get into white pubes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute madness. <laughs> I've I've no reason to my rhyme, no rhyme for my reasons. All right, should I ask you another question? I won't. Yeah, go ahead. I refuse. I'm gonna die <laughs> on this hill. I'll never ask another question in my life. Can, can I share another hair thing, which I feel like? I yeah, support it. My black mother mm. doesn't have any leg hair. Has she never had it? That's she, offensive. Has, has she been waxing for so long? That's or something? how long she we've. We've been well, waxing. Yeah. Well, wait, you get less hair if you wax? Yeah. I've never waxed. Yeah, yeah, if you're religious This is why I can it. epilate. Oh. Was that not clear? This, this is why. This is why. Stop justifying yourself out. Yeah, but she, <laughs> she has baby smooth legs. That's, That's incredible. Mad. Now yeah. I'm just thinking about your mama's legs. Yeah, you should. They're great. I bet. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Right. Shout out to Pauline. Yeah, I uh, when I got to, uh, I think, middle school, high school, uh, I was doing uh, cheerleading, so I was influenced by the people around me. I was also in middle school and high school, so I was influenced by the people around me. <laughs> um, and they were all shaving, so I got on it. But then um, I don't remember when I stopped, when I had this rebellion, but because I stopped when I did, my little leg hairs, they're just existing, and they're kind of the same color as me. It's very convenient. It's a, nice, it's a nice time, so I can pretend to be, like, super body positive and be like, yeah, guys, let's all have our leg hair, but it's very easy for me to do. <laughs> I like that kind of faux body positivity. I think that's great. <laughs> Everybody should do it. <laughs> yeah. So you, you were uh, influenced by Mama. I was influenced by blonde cheerleaders. Um, what happened to you guys? Who made you, like, your earliest, like, this is what, how, like, beauty standards of hair should be? How did that land upon you? I remember just, like, being at school and people being like, whoa, you're so hairy! <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I should do something about that. But I, I, I also remember at times uh, in, like, high school or whatever where it would be like let's just see what happens if you do let it grow like you know when you yeah. when you start off shaving as soon as you see the signs and then you're like I don't actually know how far it could get like how mm. long does this baby go so like I there was times where I would grow everything out and it would be like a science experiment for all my friends and we would like monitor it every day that's hilarious yeah it was good oh my god sorry I just you said how long it could go uh, do you guys have little nipple hairs <laughs> Yes! I like to let them get quite long. That's how I know if I like someone, is if I pluck my nipple hairs. I'm like, okay, I must like them. All right, for you. I guess I don't want these getting caught in your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine someone, like, flossing with your longest nipple hair? That's love. (laughs) 
I love I love them. I don't know what it is. I also think like long hair on like a woman, like a femme person. I think it's so hot. Like I'm just like yeah. Like let's 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 leg hair it up. I, don't I know. I remember one time I was on a school trip on a coach, and I was sat next to this boy that I really really fancied. And the sun was coming through the window and everything was amazing. And then he looked at me as the sun was shining on me and he was like, oh, my God. You have a really long shoulder hair. (laughs) And I did. And it was like waving at him. It that was, sounds romantic. It was, it was soul-destroying, honestly. <laughs> but it always grows back. I've tried to get rid of it, but it's like it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's determined. You need to yeah. accolade it. <laughs> I've plucked it. And, pl- and honestly, we can go into the shoulder hair. but no, it's, leave her. It just wants to be I, there. Now I, 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 I leave yeah. it now. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Can we see it? Curl her, yeah. twist her, braid her. <laughs> can you see it? Let's see if we for can those find it. Oh my it's god, the shoulders out. It's on my shoulder. Can you find uh, it? For those of you listening at home, Farrah is showing the I, shoulder. I might have it Emily I is examining it. it. No, where is she? Uh, I think I might have plucked it. There's also a lot of your oh. light actual hair on your shoulder, oh. so yeah. Emily's <laughs> mom has come to like channel herself through yeah. Emily and she's like, how can we get rid of that hair? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a fun time. Gang, we're going to have to uh, wrap up and stuff. Um, gang, let me tell you something. Um, I really appreciated having you guys here. You're fucking incredible. So thank you for sharing your time, talent, energy with us. Uh, a round of applause for Fair Shop, Emily Banton, and Asha Mandori. Wow. I mean, I hope you learned a lot. Like, mostly what epilating means. Um, and you know what, guys? Hey, maybe the real epilation was um, inside us all along. Uh, a big thanks to Aisha Amanduri, Farrah Sharp, and Emily Bampton for their incredible comedy and <laughs> energy. Um, and as always, the incredible comics you've heard all have projects you can enjoy and support. So please follow them online. And if you've liked listening to this, uh, tell somebody. If you didn't, you can also tell somebody. Do you know what? I'm tired of telling you what to do. You choose. Um, the Fuck It Up podcast is brought to you by the Films of Color Comedy Club, the House of the Guilty Feminist, and is a part of the ACAST Creator Network. Um, and be gentle with yourself. Love on yourself because you can love you harder than anyone else can. Ooh, bye. <laughs>